into the home stretch, no pun intended, here on the Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or sell your home with Barb Schlinker, owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. I'm Ryan Kaufman filling in for Richard Randall this week. And Barb, many times you've told Richard and I that most buyers start their search online and many will meet a real estate agent from that search what do buyers agents actually do these days? The purpose of this segment really is to talk about an article that was written by a young financial writer. He's millennial age. And the title of his article is what do real estate agents really do anymore? <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I mean, technology is sort of uh, overtaken what we used to do in the past. The average age of a real estate agent is probably in their 50s, but a huge majority of the buyers are in the millennial age. You know, they're younger and they're, they're totally dialed into tech where we're struggling with it. And right now, um, kind of the way the multiple listing service works is if I am a listing agent, I would take my listing, take the pictures, put it up in the service. It would get shared out with thousands of other websites and the buyers find them online. It used to be years ago that the agents had control. That was their rice bowl. So if you wanted to buy a home, you have to go meet with a real estate agent. They whoop out this thing that looked like a white phone book that may have maybe one black and white picture and the buyers had no idea what was available. So they had to slog through dozens of homes before they would pick one. Well, now that everything's online, the buyers are picking and choosing what homes that they want to see. And unfortunately, the agents are just getting relegated into door openers and, and contract writers. And so this really funny article is written by Robert Farrington titled, What Do Real Estate Agents Really Do Anymore? He took the time to research what the National Association of Realtors says about what a real estate agent is supposed to be doing. So these are the items. Give, give the buyer market information. Help the buyer get financing. Guide the buyer through the home buying process. Help them understand values, taxes, and costs. Show them homes and then facilitate the negotiation. Notice it didn't say negotiate, it said facilitate. So Mr. Farrington had some experiences, uh, both himself buying a home and one of his friends that was a first time home buyer. And they looked at all of those duties and they discovered they literally struck through every one of them and said, hey, we could do this on our own. We can go to Zillow, which is fed through the MLS. We can go to bank rate and get financing. And we can use a transaction coordinator to get us through the process. But what about negotiations. For me, this was probably the most critical statement that he made when he said, I found that real estate agents have simply become messengers, just doing what they're told to do by their clients. So that's devastating, right? But the thought in the public is that somebody that's a salesperson should have selling skills, right? What are selling skills? Selling skills would be things like uh, getting the buyer to sign on the dotted line, negotiating, marketing, and closing. So that's what the public thinks that agents can do. But the truth is 
the industry is woefully weak on that subject. So basically, he made a statement, which I thought was really fun. It said, if, if these agents want to earn a commission, they need to do more for their clients than send them listings from the MLS automatically and then maybe go to the showing. Um, and you know what he says is painfully true. That's what most agents do. Right now, our MLS systems are set up to automatically set up a search for our buyers, right? So they can automatically get listings sent to them. These are listings that they already have access to if they just go to these other websites. Um, and they, the agent doesn't have to lift a finger. In fact, what most agents do is they say, yeah, um, why don't you, uh, I'm gonna send you properties. And if you like any of those, let me know. I'll make arrangements to open the door. In fact, Ryan, one thing that's really funny is that some of these companies like uh, uh, Redfin, they have what they call showing agents. So they pay these licensed real estate agents to just show up anytime somebody asks to go see a home and they open a door. Yeah, so, it could work if you can find it. Yeah, you get paid <laughs> to go open a door. And this is kind of fun. This is like working model houses, right? In fact, I had one of my buyers tell me, he goes, she goes, this is great. I could call Redfin at eight o'clock at night and they will go arrange to let me in to go look at it. And then I'm going to call you, Barb, to write the offer because she trusted me to negotiate. And these Redfin agents, most of the time, didn't know anything about the house. They were just doing this hoping thing, hope, hope and hope and hope that when they open the door for the buyer, the buyer actually wants to get in to see the home. Mm -hmm. So it's not really much of a service. And I totally understand where Mr. Farrington's coming from. He's like, what are they doing anyway? My also what we experience when we hold open houses is many times the agents that might have some kind of relationship with a buyer, they won't even go to the open house. So we have a system where we don't start showings until after the open house, but they can certainly show up at the open house with their buyers. Well, most of the time, these agents don't go. They'll tell their buyers, hey, go look at that house. And if you like it, I'm going to sit right here in my fuzzy bunny slippers and I'm going to write a 10-minute contract and hope it works out and make thousands of dollars and do absolutely nothing. Would you like that if that was your agent, Ryan? Uh, I would not like it one bit. That's what they do. They don't even participate in looking at the home with them, which is crazy. So we don't do that. We actually have a different service for our buyers. We call it the VIP Home Finder Service. So right now in a more competitive seller's market, there are in many cases more buyers than there are homes for sale, right? So that means the buyers have to compete for this limited inventory. But what if there's some other inventory out there, some inventory of homes that are not on the market? Many buyers find that very intriguing. So part of our service is we actually sell the buyer to a neighborhood. So it's not targeted at any one specific house. It's more like, hey, I've got Ryan as a buyer. He's looking to buy a home right here in this neighborhood. If you're thinking of selling, give me a call. He's fully qualified. He's ready to go. You can move when you want. You can even close and then stay in the home for an extra month or two to find your next home, just call me and I'll help you out. That is 
a much higher level of service mm -hmm. than giving them access to homes that they already have access to online. And unfortunately, the agents have just gotten painfully lazy because they can, they can get by with it. Then there's the other issue of commissions, antitrust and price fixing. Oh my gosh. So a couple of years ago, there were a home, there was a home seller in Chicago, a group of them actually, that kind of decided that, wait a minute, I'm selling my house. I, as the seller, pay all of the commission, including the commission that goes to the agent representing the buyer. But that agent is beating me up on price, trying to negotiate concessions, threatening to pull out at the last minute, asking for all this extra stuff that we didn't agree to. And I have to pay for that. It's like paying opposing counsel if you're in a lawsuit. So this lawsuit actually got picked up by the tobacco lawyers and really took off. Now it's being handled by the Department of Justice because what they discovered through this lawsuit is that there were certain what I call big box real estate companies that would tell their agents that when you list a house, if you don't offer a certain amount of commission to the buyer's agent, they're not going to show their buyers that house. But what if their buyer wanted that house? They don't care what the commission is. They want the house, right? So they found that agents were kind of steering buyers away from homes that didn't offer them what they felt entitled to, which is in many cases in this market, 3% commission. So um, now what happened in just in the past couple of months, they started sharing publicly how much commission is offered to the agent that brings the buyer online. That way the public knows and the buyer knows, hey, my agent didn't show me that because of the commission, but I want to see that house. Technically, we're not supposed to if we're signed to an agreement, um, but they that was going on. And this, this process made it more transparent. The lawsuit's ongoing. It's probably going to go for a couple more years. I predict it's going to change our whole real estate world, I think, potentially into the future, you know, long after I'm retired the whole MLS system might go away because of it. But one thing that Mr. Farrington said that was very, very true and probably the most striking to me is that agents need to bring value to their clients more than ever. And I completely agree with him. So if you're thinking of making a move and you'd like to know that we have solutions, we potentially have multiple cash buyers that would be interested in your home where you can move what you want or when you want, or we have our VIP home finder service as well. You can find out about those by going to barbhasthebuyers.com or calling 719-301-3900. Ryan? As you've been listening for this whole hour, Barb has shown you how much value you get by going with her. The The VIP uh, buyers pro is just amazing. As somebody who wants to stay in the same school district, when my kids go off, you know, I got one that's going into junior high. I got one that's going into high school. I would love this program. So you got to give Barb a call at 719-301-3900. Best part of the show and that's saying something, given how awesome it's been so far. This is when you give us your hot new listings. So, Barb, go ahead. What we got? All right. Well, I'm excited to share with you an adorable house at 1208 North Shelton in the low 400s. This 
home. It's a tri-level home. It's been kept in superb condition, has gleaming hardwood floors throughout the main level, up the stairs, and all four bedrooms upstairs. Great home, great area. A really neat home on acreage just east of Mark Sheffel, north of Woodman. Five acres, over 2,500 square feet. A great starter home with a massive detached two-car garage. Then we have a rebuilt home after the Black Forest Fire, beautiful rancher in the upper 700s on Wild Ridge, uh, a fantastic home on Bessie Road in Cathedral Pines, gorgeous rancher, four-bedroom home. Mm. And then a, another fabulous home down in Pueblo West that has great views of um, the Sangro de Cristo Mountains. And then a couple of sneak peeks coming soon, fabulous home down off of Mark Scheffel near uh uh, Fort Carson Army Base, under 400000 another home coming up in the northwest part of town at 700000 and a fabulous patio home on Coral Point, under 400000 So if you'd like to find out about all of our coming soon homes, you can go to barbhasthebuyers.com or call us at 719-301-3900. Brian? You are listening to The Real Estate Voice. It airs every Saturday morning. If you're thinking about making a move, call Barb at 719-301-3900 or visit barbhasthebuyers.com. And if you missed any of this extremely invaluable information, you can always listen to the podcast on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, iHeartRadio, so many others. Thank you for listening. And to reach out to Barb, give her a call at 719 719- 301-3900. Barb, thanks for letting me ride along today and uh, look forward to the next time you and I get a chat. Thanks, Ryan. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks for your help. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.